everybody to a brand new edition of Getting Color right here on TheBigVitoBrand.com. I am Virtue being joined by the man himself, as always, Big Vito LaGrasso. What's up, man? How's everybody out there? I hope everybody's doing good. Please remember, Patreon is closing down. Go to our Twitch channel. Go to our uh, TikTok channels at the Big Vito Brand, Big V Mafia. Check us out, guys. We could use the likes. We're even on YouTube again. So hit us up, the Big Vito Brand. What's going on, Mr. Virtue? I know you got some action for me today. Go ahead there's, and give it to me. There's a lot. And so we'll start off with this. Ric Flair's last match. It was Ric Flair and Andrade in a tag right. team match. Versus Jeff Jarrett and Jay Lethal. And of course, uh, I think officially Ric Flair went, his team went over. But at, at the end, it was one of those where I think as soon as he locked the figure four on Jarrett, he like did not sit up. So it looked like they both got pinned down. But, you know, I, I'm sure he was out of gas. Didn't know if you caught the highlights. But I what did. is your thoughts on Ric Flair's? last match and i guess medically he's checked out okay the last 24 hours which is most important that he's okay okay my thoughts on the rick flair last match and i want everybody to listen closely everybody's entitled to do what they want in life nobody should have any restrictions on things okay rick flair was one of the greatest professional wrestlers of our generation and the generation before. The Ric Flair I remember, and I was within WCW, that's the Ric Flair I remember and I know. When you saw the Four Horsemen with J.J. Dillon, Arn Anderson, Tully Blanchard, Ric Flair, Ole Anderson, that was the Four Horsemen. That was Ric Flair in his prime. That was Ric Flair. The gentleman at WrestleMania, when he was sent off with Shawn Michaels, he still was regarded as Ric Flair. He yep. should have, you know, that was a good send-off. When you keep going to the pond and you're the greatest, sometimes you're better off just leaving your legacy alone as one of the greatest. Is it my my thing to say that he shouldn't have did this? He shouldn't have did that? No, he's his own man. He could do that. You know, whatever he wants. Hello, Annette. How are we doing? But after watching what we saw last night, okay, sometimes it's better to sit out and just let them praise you and live off of what you've done and accomplished. The pay-per-view in itself, there are a lot of people who showed up to pay tribute. Yeah. Okay. There were some great things that I saw from the pay-per-view. The greats sat out. Undertaker was there. He didn't participate, which I thought was a great thing because he didn't have nothing to prove. Right. J.J. Uh, Dillon was in the crowd. He stayed off camera. I thought that was classy. Watching on Anderson come on in a pair of sweatpants and a T-shirt ruins my look of on Anderson as the enforcer of the Four Horsemen. 
The segment with Jerry Lawler, Jeff Jarrett, and Crockett was vintage Memphis Wrestling 101. That's what we should go back to. Mm -hmm. I love that. I saw that and I was like, wow. Um, Vicky, Vicky Guerrero was in the house. Charlotte Flair was in the house. Um, Lex Luger was in the house. I'm not sure of all the rest of the people who were there. Your, your buddy Mick Foley was in the house. No, no, no. I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. I'm getting okay. to it. Sometimes it's better just to sit there as a Hall of Famer and not be involved. Instead of trying to partake in something just so you can get, yeah, how you doing? I'm available. Hey, how you doing? I'm here. Hey, I'm relevant. I can't stand Mick Foley because he's an opportunist. What what business did he have going out there on that show? Nothing. Now, I get it. And I knew you were going to say that. So what was your thought with the DDP spot with the diamond cutter? I think it was Zack Ryder. Or Matt yeah, Cardone. Zack Ryder showed up with Myers. I know they're on impact and you know, Zack Ryder has been out with an injury. Cause DDP looks good. He, he still moves good, but he only does his thing and gets out. Right. Gets in, gets out. His, but I want to know, you said that about Foley, same thought with DDP. I didn't think that Mick Foley, um, that DDP needed to do that. Okay, that's DDP is royalty. Mm -hmm. he's, he's a hall of famer. Hall of famers need to sit aside and you and you sit on your on your accomplishments. You don't need to do anything. This is what got me, right? I saw Harry Smith, and I saw the other kid. What's his name? Um, who did he fight last night? Fought. Um, can't think of his name. The kid got released from NXT. Can't think of his name either. All right. Anyway. Was okay. it was it that Dexter Loomis? No, it wasn't Dexter Loomis. It was um, the guy who had the wife and the both of them got released. Oh, Killer him. Killer Cross. Killer Cross. Okay. Yeah. The match was a technical match, but both of them came out and they and um, it just didn't have no oomph. The Battle Royal. Was a battle royal needed in this show? There were a lot of guys there. Wolfie D was there. He was part of Memphis history because he worked the Memphis. Um, mm -hmm. I believe James Storm was there. He's part of Nashville TNA. I could see those guys partaking in something because they are part of Nashville, Tennessee, Memphis history. There were a bunch of guys who I didn't know in there that were in there to be in there, be part of the show. I think um, um, the guy from Las Vegas who does all the scary stuff, Nick, what's his name? Anyway. Was it that wasn't that Sin Bode, was it? Sin Bode, that's it. Sin Bode. Now he's a Kiz friend of Kizarni. Yeah. Kizarni, Kizarni. right? Kizarni. Yeah. There's some guys who probably wanted to be in there just to be in there. There were some guys who did not need to be in there because their legacy is something of greatness and they didn't need to be in a battle royal. My opinion, if you attain a certain status in the wrestling business, 
you keep that status in the wrestling business after your wrestling days and after the fact that you were a primetime player and not just doing this part-time. You don't have to be on every show. You don't have to be pick. You don't have to be on everything. But you ruin what you accomplished and you ruin your status just to be in a battle royal. I'm not saying all those guys, some of those guys needed to be in the battle royal to get some TV exposure. They did. Some guys should have presented themselves in a higher manner because that's what they are deserving of. Yep. I'm not burying nobody. I'm saying this very, very elegantly. This is not a come on to where, like, you know, I'm trying to make this is what I think of these gentlemen who did not need to be in that battle royal. Mick Foley did not need to be in this thing to come out in a friggin' pair of sweatpants and a shirt. Did not need it. The Undertaker stood there dignified. The one guy who everyone is missing, Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan did the smartest thing. He didn't show up at all. Why? Because his legacy and his being Hulk Hogan put him above this to where he showed up to an indie show to sit in the crowd for Ric Flair when he sees him on Monday nights at karaoke. I'm, I'm shocked that Undertaker was there. I don't know if Undertaker was at the uh, roast. Bret Hart was in attendance. Okay. Now, Jeff Jarrett being. Um, I thought he did the best. Like he, he, to me, stole the whole weekend. Like he looked. He looks like he's really like he's in a big spot in WWE again in terms of backstage. He is. He, he's like bringing it. Okay. I'm going to get to Jeff Jarrett, right? Yeah. Jeff Jarrett, congratulations. You got your life together. You got a great job. You got your wife by your family, man. Just like the Jeff Jarrett I knew back in the day, right? You're doing excellent. The way he came out and the way he did his stuff, right? That's the Jeff Jarrett we know and Jeff Jarrett we love and appreciate okay that's the jeff jarrett i respect now if that was jeff jarrett's left last match i have no problems with that because he went out in a like a class act okay andrade and jay lethal they weren't the mega the mega things in that you know they weren't they were just the let's get ripped to the finish line pieces respectfully nothing knocking them they're good wrestlers Ric Flair being in the ring at 76 years old. He had a problem walking down the ramp because his belt wasn't on correctly. You saw the awkwardness. Yep. Okay. Did he need to walk out with the championship? In my opinion, no. To everybody else, maybe so. But he didn't need the prop to say he's Ric Flair's 16-time world champion, in my opinion. Because that's how I was broken in. You don't need to wear a belt to be somebody. You just need to be the man. His words. Mm -hmm. Um, The match, it it is what it is. I'm not going to criticize anybody in the match because it is what it is. You know, you have different athletic abilities, different age groups. You know, you said Jeff Jarrett brought it. Jeff Jarrett did well. He did good. You know, he's... When your mind is straight and you got your life together, you can do great things. When your mind is not together, 
You don't do great things. I saw Charlotte Flair in the crowd and she grabbed Karen Angle's hair. That could be a prelude to something of bringing her, Karen Angle, into the WWE. Mm -hmm. Could be a piece. Could be something of a rivalry. Don't you put your hands on my father. Good storyline to come back to, right? The whole place being sold out of 10,000 people and SummerSlam was missing half the stadium. I give kudos to the Jared Crockett, Jerry Lawler, Memphis TV. Now, let's, I mean, let's not like laugh at 40 plus thousand still, but you're right. When you rent out a stadium, yes, sir. You, should know you, you should know you have to fill it. Or yes, go sir. back to an arena. So I agree with you there. But they still drew 40, 44,000. I know that number they give is live. Right, but the number they but, give and then the pictures you see afterwards, okay, and then they put the fillers on top and all that stuff, yeah. right? But you didn't sell out your building for the biggest promotion. Rick Flash sold out 10,000 seats. Yep. So if the Crockett promotion came alive again and they said we're going to run Memphis – Jerry Lawler, Jeff Jarrett, Crockett, Ric Flair. Do they draw? In Memphis, yes. Yes. <laughs> Tennessee, in Memphis, all that area, Nashville, yes. The Memphis Coliseum is sitting there empty. Who are the kings of Memphis? Jerry Lawler, Jeff Jarrett, his dad, Crockett, Ric Flair. Skull Von Cross. Back in the day, but I wasn't a main player. I was part of yeah. some greatness. I was part of a great angle created by Jerry Lawler and Eddie Gilbert, respectfully. And I got to work with some of the greatest people in the business. You saw um, Rock and Roll Express. Mm -hmm. He didn't have a prominent role in the program, and he should have had a promo. He should have had something. Instead of a tag, I didn't. When I saw that, I was like, for some reason, that got excluded. Ricky Morton had a rivalry with Jerry Lawler, uh, with Jerry Lawler and Ric Flair back in the days when Memphis TV USWA was prominent. That was a big angle, right? So what's to say? You shouldn't have had Ricky Morton do a more prominent role or be in an interview. My sure. opinion. Vicky Guerrero was in the house. She sat there like a lady, did not participate. She didn't need to. She let her aura sit there and, and be in the crowd. Um, Kid Rock was there. He didn't get involved. He came to watch the match. Bret Hart was there. He didn't get involved. He sat back. Right? I believe there were some other people from the roast there. I think Rikishi was there. I think uh, uh, Nia Jack was there. I don't know if she went to the show. But there were other people there, and they stayed back out of the limelight, and they just were in attendance, which was cool. That's when you know your stuff is good. Mm -hmm. That's when you know you are a primetime player, right? Being part of the show when you don't have to, you don't need, you don't need to be. It's better sometimes to sit out and sit with the greats than to partake in something that tarnishes your own legacy. It's just my opinion because when I was wrestling, 
and you were regarded in this way, right? You handled yourself different. And I came up from that Ric Flair era where he was in his prime. Jerry Lawler, you know, and I was privy and I was blessed to be involved in Memphis wrestling to learn about the greats that came out of there. Guys, sometimes you just did, did not everybody has to be in the show just to walk down the ring like a dutz and just, you know, hey, I'm here, you know, hey, and go like this. You don't need it. Yeah. What does Matt Cardona? I'm not saying anything about Matt Cardona. Mm -hmm. Don't get me wrong. My, yeah. my, they were in TNA. That you know, it was like you know, all in club. But why did he need to get a diamond cutter from Diamond Dallas Page? You make a run in. You're supposed to have the guy. You, you are the man with the belts. You are champion, right? You present yourself as the man with belts coming down. Maybe you observe. Did you need to take a diamond cutter? Jacob Fatu did that beautiful moonsault over the top. Athletic guy, right? They say, okay, how come he's not in the WWE or, uh, or TNA? He does wonderful in Japan. Mm -hmm. That was somebody who impressed me when he did that flip over the top rope. I was like, son of a bitch. That was awesome. There was one guy that flipped out of the ring and almost cracked down on his head, but he was caught. I can't remember who it was. I don't know if you caught that or not. Yeah, I did. I did. There were some things that were good, some things that guys didn't need to. The Battle Royal, I saw the guys laying in shots in that Battle Royal. I was like, I'm glad I'm not in that. Not to saying that, like, you know, I don't want to be there, I don't want to do People say to me, you know, you don't do this and you don't do that. I've said this for years. Mm -hmm. Always do prestigious things, always do big things, always do great things, right? I was blessed and I was lucky to break in the business to 15,000 screaming people in the height of wrestling, both at WCW and the WWF. So when it comes time to performing as a, as a kid in the business and I was there, right, here I am performing in front of 15,000, 20,000 people at TV tapings, whatever. That's what I'm accustomed to, the big time, the big things. When I go to some things and I look around and I'm saying, I don't belong here. That's just Vito LaGrasso. Would Not you rather would you rather perform in front of 20, 25,000 people but a stale a dead crowd or eight to ten thousand but hot, hot for the territory, hot for wherever? Well, like there's more people, but the smaller group's hotter, more reactions. Yeah, everybody wants to wrestle in front of a big house. Everybody wants to wrestle in front of a hot crowd. Yeah. But it's if you can make it the hot crowd for them to cheer for you. Good point. Right? Yeah. So just for say hypothetical question. Now, if I was asked to be in the WWE, no, if I was asked to be in the Battle Royal, right? I would not have done it. I'm gonna say no, this just this just not me. I never was in a battle royal to be a filler to a show. I was never in those. And I'm being completely, swear to God, honest with you guys, right? 
the, probably the best battle royal I was in is the old Japan battle royal in 1998. But when it comes to being in battle royals, the other one was for um, for a gentleman who passed away. And I said, okay, I will wrestle from number one to number 50 to put the guy over at number 50. And I wrestled for an hour because it was a charity thing. And it was for um wrestler from Philadelphia, um, Verdi, kid who passed away, right? Um, I just um I just don't know. I just don't know. Sometimes I just I look at things and um I see I see what where the business has taken a turn. And I see where business can take a turn back because maybe guys are not taught that thing. You don't have to be on every show. You don't have to be in every Fred. Why would you be in every Fed? Say, okay, I'm going to be in every Fed, but I'm going to do the job in every Fed. So what does that make you? Right? Do you want just an appearance to be a job guy? Or do you want to have a run? Do you want to do something? Do you want to have something that people could latch on to to do a one and done in AEW to go there for a night and say yeah I was a leader why would I want to get beat up on TV just for one night yeah you'd want to go back for at least a program to get somebody over thank you you want that's what you want to do right that's that's now, the main thing now I, I want to talk about some SummerSlam stuff um obviously that happened in Nashville the night before yes. Rick Flair's last Be, match before and I go first- on before I go on before you go on I know you got good Guys, those are my thoughts. Any of the boys who are listening to this, I mean this with the utmost respect. This is just my views on how I was raised in the wrestling business, okay? So please nobody take it to heart. I just look at things in a different perspective. I'd rather sit in a suit and tie on the sidelines and protect my legacy and protect myself than to be in there jumping around when I don't need to be. If my presence was needed for a specific moment, then I would consider something. But that, but it has great show, great production. I only hope that that little thing could kickstart Memphis to wrestling again, and then wrestling could be great because that's wrestling one on one. That's fair. That's fair. So over to SummerSlam, uh, we saw one Logan Paul face the Miz in what yes. I thought was a very very good match, and I want to credit the Miz. I'm not sure if he's the one. Obviously, working a program with Logan Paul, I'm sure they've worked together. But, man, everybody kind of knocks the Miz for he can only do this. His abilities are limited. He came from reality show. I'll tell you what, if the Miz's role, like we talked about this, the rest yeah. of his time is to help, like, in these celebrity-type matches, get new people over. Logan Paul impressed me. But I, what about you, Vito? I thought that was a hell of a match. Very entertaining. And guys, I, I know he comes in, doesn't go through the proper protocols and working his way up. But I mean, he they put him in that spot and he delivered from my point of view. What did you think? Guys, that's why sometimes they think like everybody knocks the UFC and they say they don't pay enough. They don't take care of the guys and nothing. But they do give out uh, match bonuses, $50,000. I would have gave the Miz and Logan Paul 50 grand for match bonus because that was a good match. He did awesome. He did great. He did very good. Wish him nothing but the best. 
he did work with the Miz, and everybody gives the Miz a bunch of shit. But the Miz is a true professional. He's congratulations, congratulations, Miz. I love you, Mike. We go back from when you first started, even with your wife, and I know both of you from back in the day. You did awesome. Great, great match. Great stuff. I loved every bit of it. Now they had a pretty quick match with Liv and Ronda Rousey, which was like Ronda made her tap out, but the ref saw a pin. And so yeah. Liv retained, Ronda snapped, beat up the ref. Guess who's turning heel? They're playing it off kayfabe. She's suspended. Fine. Right. Finally. Like Ronda needs this. So what's your whole thoughts on that? I wanted to point that out more than anything else because Ronda's needed this change. And, and what do you think is going to happen now? Okay. Ronda Rousey definitely needed to change the scenery, definitely needed to go heel. She does not have the personality to be a babyface. She's a killer. I hope they bring uh, Shayna Baszler um, and a couple other UFC fighters that they have in the mix, and they get a kick-ass women's group. That would be something to watch. Maybe a mouthpiece for Ronda Rousey. Yeah. That would be something also. The advocate Paul Hammond working for Ronda Rousey. That would be awesome. You know, it was a banana peel finish, slip finish. Okay, you got to keep Liv Morgan on there. They didn't want to put the belt on Ronda Rousey. They wanted to go a different route. They like Liv Morgan as a baby face with the, with the belt. She's learning how to be champion. It is what it is, guys. You know what I mean? Yep. Everybody can't have their moment. But if Ronda Rousey turns this into a great heel moment, she could be one of the best heels in the business. I agree. Now, the main event. Finally, finally, Brock and Roman got the time, got the opportunity. If you go back and look at their feud, right. the, the first time it kind of started was in San Francisco, uh, San Jose, WrestleMania 31, where they had the main event, and then Seth Rollins cashed in halfway in. Brock and Roman, and I know Roman was way younger then, was having a hell of a match. Like they had chemistry. It was go, they were going hard, but everything they've had since then, the two just didn't seem like the booking was off. The chemistry wasn't there. The match was cut short for whatever reason. And I thought at SummerSlam, the tractor, the gimmick with Brock, it was kind of old stone cold thing, but I thought it worked well. I love the visual effects. And I told you, now, with Vince gone, I don't know what to say on a month-to-month -month basis. But the plan always was to get Roman Reigns a record or modern-day record reign. And he's now at 700 days. And I know you keep picking Brock, picking this and that. So what was your thought on that main event? Um, okay. And Roman keeping the title. And from what I hear, Brock may be sticking around. I don't know what he's going to do, but not going away. He looked like he had fun. Brock, Brock had fun that night. What do you think? Brock Lesnar is probably one of the best wrestlers to get guys over in the business. He's learned his craft, okay? And when you look at the stuff he's done with great with other great wrestlers in the company for the WWE, he's done a tremendous job. Maybe at a point he didn't like Roman, but they've grown a relationship. They've gotten chemistry. Everything is cool, right? I think Vince McMahon not giving Brock that extra edge to walk away and do what he wants because he's Vince's boy. B 
being taken away helped Brock moving forward to be a team player. Hey, who else is going to pay you $12 million a year to wrestle at the WWE? Yeah, for like five or six matches. Right. (laughs) So if Brock is now has a change of heart, I would think he has a good relationship with Triple H. I think we could see better things in a creative, more creative way for Brock Lesnar to help the business grow. He doesn't have that Vince etiquette. This could be like attitude era stuff. Like with Stone Cold, Brock could get a lot of farming equipment in the buildings and have fun and, and make for good segments. And he doesn't necessarily have to be in title pictures for this run. But more but, importantly, Vito, go ahead. But the big thing is, is that not every you to be over, you don't need a title. The title is a prop to get you over. That's true. So, I agree. if Roman Reigns didn't have the title, would you watch? Absolutely, with this current storyline, as long as he's kicking ass, or they're healing, and as a group, they're doing what they need to do to get over. I, I would, would agree. You, yeah, he's over. Would you dude. watch as much if yep. he wasn't champion? But. The thing is, this gimmick, this bloodline, head of the table, this makes sense for him to have the title because of the storyline. I totally think when he finally loses it, he takes his time off, goes away, comes back as that baby face, and finally is over as a baby face, which is what they always wanted because of this run. And he finally changed fans' minds saying, hey, this guy can actually play both sides of the coin here. He's entertaining. We'll cheer him if he's a good guy. That's what I think is going to happen with Roman. When is he going to lose? Is he going to lose to McIntyre over in Wales in the stadium? That's what's up next. No, definitely not. So I agree. You think Roman will retain against Drew over there in Drew's homeland area. I think Roman's going to win. I think that's going to continue. It's going to keep going and going and going until they're ready to get the next guy over. Do you want to know who the most the the one person who's been exposed more than anybody, who, theory. Oh, he's kind of think about it. He's got a title shot opportunity with that briefcase. He's tapping to Lashley. He's getting beat up left and right. You're right because say they def- he cashes in. Right. You, you're lo- You're cashing in on luck. What's he supposed to do with the title? Going to lose it right away because we think that this guy's a, a loser now. Right? He doesn't look like he looks like a US champion, looks like an intercontinental champion. He does not look like a heavyweight champion. I'm sorry. In the way they're making him come out, smack people with the briefcase and be a punk. I just he just no no thank you. No thank you. He doesn't have it. And they don't have anybody in the box ready to be heavyweight champion except for Brock or Randy Orton or Edge. With some of the guys who have experience. Now, look at a theory now, in this point in his career, mm-hmm. and look at a John Cena US era, US title era rap gimmick. Before we knew Cena was going to get pushed to the moon, did you see the it factor in, with Cena back then it versus where Theory is now, where maybe he doesn't have that it factor? Cena, like, just had a di- Cena had a different vibe, and Cena had a different look, he had a different body. This kid yeah. is and in the mic skills too. Right. This kid yeah. is smaller, 
this kid doesn't look like a killer. He doesn't look like he can kick ass. At least Cena with the body and the way he presented himself as a street thug, he can come out and he can represent. Yeah. This kid, who's he beating up? He's hitting guys with briefcases and they're laughing at him. And he's tapping out to Lashley. I think counting two matches and then just like a scrum, he tapped out to Lashley like three times, dude, in the past few weeks or months. That's it, Vito. I just Roman Reigns is still the undisputed WWE Universal Champion. So okay, we will see. Anything on your mind that you would like to add that you didn't already cover? I just want to say, um, Ric Flair. I have watched you for a very long time, and I watched your greatness. Sometimes. Maybe not everybody's opinion is of what your opinion is on how you should do wrestling. But in my mind, I just want to remember Ric Flair back in the day and not what I saw or what I've been seeing. Um, the Four Horsemen, J.J. Dillon, Arn Anderson, Ole Anderson, Barry Windham. Totally. You know, those guys, Tully Blanchard. Those guys were, those guys were something special. And the way it comes off today... The people like nostalgia, but, you know, when you're out there and you're trying to represent, like Jeff Jarrett, like you mentioned, Jeff Jarrett, he came out and he kicked ass and looked like he wanted to get back in the business. But he's got a production job. He's got a high executive job. Does who, he would be the four, who would be the four horsemen of the Big Vito brand? You? Me? I would not. Uh, guys... I wouldn't even say a four horseman that's being disrespectful to the original guys who made it. I would never put myself in that thing. But if we did an, an all-time FBI group. There you go. There, Okay. There, that's fair. That's fair. Fair. Right? Me and yeah. Johnny the Bull. Well, Chuck Palumbo and Nunzio. Okay. We would, we would definitely rock stuff. I like if, that. If we were ever given a chance to be a foursome and come and do some damage as a foursome, the Big V Mafia, eh, that would be great. That would be Fido's version of something. Remember, guys, <laughs> I was part of the Baldies. They were a good group. I left, right? The NYC never got a really a chance to take off. The Mamelukes were great. Yep. Um, tag champs, baby. Me and Nunzio and the FBI never got a chance to be tag champs, right? But if you put the FBI with Big Vito in there back in the day, guys, we would have been probably one of the greatest foursomes to fight the Shield, the Wyatts, and any other group they have. And that's because I know my myself, from, I can handle myself, and I know the guys can carry themselves, and to have J.J. Dillon as our manager. Oh, I would get the suit. Oh, yeah. That uh, would I would be... get it. Yep. Clean shaven suit. You know it. Clipboard, whatever I needed. Vito, that's it, man. Another that's great it. show. Yeah. Monday Thank night. You. I know you got things to do. And we, the people want to go watch Monday Night Raw, this Triple H era. Yeah. Uh, that's it. You can follow Vito on Twitter at the Big Vito brand. You can follow me at no DQ underscore virtue. Uh, be sure to tune in right here on the bigvitobrand.com for the sit down. Man of Business, Virtuous Rage will be back. And, of course, Getting Color. But that's it for Big Fido LaGrasso. I am Virtue, folks. And guess what? Thanks for watching and listening. We will do this again next time, so we'll see you soon.